The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love. Like taking those perfect new year, new you portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE to learn more or visit a store today. to another edition of the Streaking Lawn Podcast. Once again, my name is Pierce, and I've got some special Streaking Lawn writers with me tonight. Caroline, how's it going? Hey, it's good. How are you? I'm doing great. We've got Matt Tragden with us. I'm sorry I sounded more excited, but he's yeah, not usually on the podcast. We'll so to be frank, I'm more excited. Matt, how's it going? I'm doing well, Pierce. How are you? <laughs> doing great. Uh, I think tonight we're going to just talk about uh, the benefits of the zipper merge um, <laughs> on the highway and how anyone who thinks the zipper merge is wrong uh, is wrong themselves and being stubborn and ruining traffic for well, everybody. The zipper merge isn't wrong. People are dumb and they can't properly employ the zipper merge, which therefore renders the zipper merge useless because people don't do it. It's stupid. I just drove stupid mm. two hours from mm. stupid DC to stupid Baltimore. Mm. <clears throat> You're wrong. Is this, right. what we, is this what we usually talk about on this <laughs> no, thing? No, we're going to talk about uh, UVA sports, particularly <laughs> football, I think, for this time. Though we did just get a basketball crew. On a scale of one to five, how excited are you about that basketball crew? Real quick, D- Caroline. Four. Okay. Try I mean, I'm one of, I mean, like, excited that he's coming to UVA. Yeah, I'm excited. I think he could be obviously an unknown quantity. I'm not saying he's going to be a four out of five. I'm just saying my excitement level is pretty high because it was a surprise. It was a sneak attack recruitment. Okay. Well defended. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Matt Trogdon. Um, I would have been more excited if it was one of the guys that I knew more about because this guy <laughs> definitely came <laughs> <laughs> off the radar so we gotta hope this is one of those tony bennett projects that uh that turns out okay and not one of those tony bennett projects that doesn't turn out okay yeah i'm glad he's like six seven and not say six three um but Five, he's seven, a great shooter really. so well yeah that would be bad right <laughs> <laughs> but uh is yeah he... every class should have a, a dead-eye shooter in it especially if you're taking a bunch of guys so hopefully they fill around with a little more of that like athleticism we all heard about but let us get into the football uh we're gonna go over the schedule for the upcoming season for the who's why don't we go like game by game and uh we'll pick wins and losses uh We'll see where we, we feel after that. Um, Caroline, you want to talk a little bit about William & Mary? Sure. I uh, Yeah, so this Saturday, they open the season. <laughs> William & Mary at Scott Stadium, 3.30. Um, it'll be interesting, I think. I feel like the fan base as a whole is probably a little anxious, seeing as last year the opening did not go so great against an in-Commonwealth foe. Um, that is F. CS, 
right? I always get those two mixed up. <laughs> F- FBCS two double A. Um, but yeah, I think <clears throat> William and Mary is not as good as Richmond was last year. Question mark. Even That's though correct. William and Mary did beat <laughs> Richmond last season. That's so also that's correct. Uh, however, <laughs> um, I think that maybe Coach Mendenhall is a little bit more prepared as to like what he has coming out the gate because obviously that was like his, the first game. Blah 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 blah. I think it should be a relatively um, comfortable win. So yeah, yeah. I think um, anyone being cynical about it is warranted with with recent history of of UVA football against uh, such teams or even specifically William and Mary Um, but I think there is very 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 little chance UVA loses this game and that's because of Kurt Benkert and depth and experience and the five stars on defense I don't I don't see it happening Um, I, I just think that's a totally different team uh, for UVA and a totally different team between the Richmond team that came in last year uh, William and Mary, I don't think is going to be pretty good this year. They, I don't think, have picked a quarterback still. Uh, no, they aren't expected to do well at all. Uh, I think it's sort of a rebuilding year for them. I mean, it's a fine program, obviously, and has had some success, but I don't think they anticipate that this year. Trogdon, what what odds do you give the Tribe? Uh, I think Virginia will be bigger, stronger, and faster. And so it makes it that makes it very difficult for William and Mary to pull the upset here. They, uh, as you guys have said, they are not the same caliber of squad that Richmond had last season. Yep. So barring anything really weird happening, I think Virginia should win this game comfortably. Having said that, I do think we might be playing in a tropical storm on Saturday, and so. Yeah. That could be really weird. So who knows? But I think Virginia should win um, comfortably. And, uh, yeah, this shouldn't be a game too far into the second half. Let's hope that's the case (laughs) where people are going to flip out. Uh, But we're all going comfortable win. Sounded like everybody thinks, all right, well, so that makes our preview start very easily. We all are starting the who's 1-0. and But let's uh, go into the second game of the season is Indiana, another home game, obviously a better opponent. Uh, Indiana, historically, uh, I know fans will know that UVA beat them a couple times uh, in relatively recent years, but this Indiana team is much better than those Indiana teams uh, were, and I don't expect uh, UVA to be favored. Uh, I think right now it's pretty easy to, to say they won't be favored. Um, Indiana has got uh, some questions to answer, but they beat Michigan State last year. I mean, it's a pretty darn good program, all things considered, uh, especially when you compare it to how bad they were historically. So, Caroline, are you optimistic? Um, this is one of the games that I think Virginia can win and needs to win if they want to keep the bowl game um, party alive. Uh, I know that's depressing to say for game two of the season. Um, however, it's a home game against a team that has been – okay like they weren't they haven't really been you know lighting it up mm-hmm. um but they have i think this season i was looking at some previews from bill Connolly from sb nation that was saying they're a team that's going to have a great defense but an iffy offense um which if i i don't know i oh gosh yeah. i was just gonna say if i had to put more faith in one side of the ball for us it would be and then i legitimately don't have an answer so yeah um it'll be interesting to see what 
I think with some of the players and the stars that Virginia has on defense, they could hassle an iffy offense, um, maybe force some turnovers, I think would be huge in this situation. Um, and I cannot get a read on what outsiders think overall of Indiana. So I've seen yeah. people today on Twitter say that, I don't know why everyone's so high on Indiana. They're going to be abysmal. Abysmal. Like, that's not good. That's what the team I'm <laughs> um, But then I've had other people respond to that and say, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they'll be abysmal. I think they'll yeah. actually do pretty well. So they're projected by Bill Connolly to go 7-5. and five. So that's pretty good. <laughs> I'd take that every day. Or Indiana. You know, I mean, yeah. they won six um, games last year. They're replacing their head coach for non, uh, you know, wins and losses reasons. Uh, yeah. But they, they just promoted their coordinator head coach and then hired Tennessee's OC, who's the guy that got Joshua Dobbs running around for a billion yards. Had a great season, but he doesn't have Joshua Dobbs in Bloomington. Right. So, um, yeah, I think there are a lot of question marks for them. Uh, but darn, are you, are you, where are you going to go? Wins or win or loss for the Hoos? I'm calling a close win for Virginia. Okay, uh, Trogdon, where what are you feeling? I'm going to go uh, close loss for Virginia on this one. I think that uh, this is a game that a solid Virginia program wins, um, and I just don't know that the program is there quite yet. Um, I think Indiana. Uh, you know, has had much more success in recent years and, and a little more history of winning. And so they'll come in probably a little bit more confident. Um, I think this is a game kind of in that second tier um, of opponents that Virginia has. If um, you wanted to check out my bowl watch column this week on streakingthelawn.com, I mentioned <laughs> that this game is being in the toss up category. I think it sure. is a toss up. Um, but I do think that just, I don't know, just from having watched Virginia lose so many toss-up games over the last five years, I'm not ready to say that they're going to go out and win this one. Um, Indiana's defense uh, has a couple of question marks, but should be pretty strong. Um, Indiana's offense um, is, you know, a a bigger question mark overall, Um, but I still think they they have – just a more confident program at the moment. And I think they should be able to pull out a squeaker. All right. Well, that, uh, that puts Carolina two and Oh, Matt, you're, you're at one and one. I'm gonna, I've, I've heard the arguments from both sides. Uh, I'm going to have to, uh, be a little pessimistic and go, uh, close, close loss for the who's too, is what I was feeling in my, uh, prediction article. So I'm going to stick with that. So I've got them at one and one, which, you know, if we're talking bowl game as the goal, whether it's over, it's absurd. over at one and one. <laughs> Absurdly unrealistic goal. The season is uh, over at one and one. <laughs> one and one is going to be, uh, you know, uh, gosh, I mean, we, that, that's killer. hard. That's hard. If they go two and it ain't two over till it's out over. of conference games and you're looking for a bowl game, that means you're expecting them to go four and four in the ACC, uh, something that they haven't even come close to doing. Um, you know, with, with the bad teams that they've had. So is the schedule a little bit more favorable? Sure. We'll, as we go through, keep that in mind, Wahoo fans, that if they start one and one, um, you'll see what needs to happen in order for that bowl game to happen. But game number three is also at home, three home games to start the season. And this one's against UConn, and UConn also has a coach, and UConn is not very good at football. Uh, their coach – 
you all may remember from his time at Maryland is epic douchebag Randy Etzel. <laughs> failed Flame spring. Oh, G.I. Man. Joe Love it villain he that he looks like. Um, <laughs> when he tees up this week's edition of the Shreelon podcast, he is yeah, tweet at to him. hear you say that stuff about him. Yeah, let him know. That's how I feel. I'm sure he cares. <laughs> Um, well, Edsel got fired after being pretty mediocre at Maryland. He had some some highlights, but also some lowlights. And uh, they decided that mediocre wasn't good enough for them in the Big Ten. They'd rather be bad. So now they're just bad. And uh, Edsel actually spent a year at in the Detroit Lions uh, uh, office, which, as we all know, is the pinnacle of football success. <laughs> um, now he's back at UConn where he took that program to an orange bowl, which is something, I mean, that's like taking UVA to an orange bowl. People would laugh at it. Now I know that we hope that that happens someday, but that's the, the mountain we have to climb is like the mountain he climbed to take Carolina, that, to take Carolina, to take Connecticut <laughs> that far. Um, where, where do you see the who's stacking up, Trogdon? We'll go with you first against this UConn team. Uh, this is a game Virginia should win. Um, I think this is a game Virginia uh, will win pretty comfortably um you know I, I was at UConn last year I know Caroline was there as well um Virginia had to do so many things wrong in the second half to lose that game um they gave it away um they should have won in stores you know I think UConn coming with a coaching change and a new tra- you know a coaching transition a new system and all that will be uh they'll be kind of where Virginia was at this point last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Virginia should win this one um, pretty comfortably. All right. Caroline. I also I also like that you describe UConn as being a program that, quote, also has a coach. I thought that was really good. <laughs> and I think that probably sets them up for success in the long term yeah. as far as, you know, <laughs> as opposed to the alternative of not having a coach. So they, at least uh, the, they're they're building a foundation, which they've is started in the right place. Uh, that's good. The coach and players, Caroline. <laughs> do you see any way we lose? Any way the UVA loses this game? Whoa, you gotta yeah. there's plenty of ways. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of ways to right. figure out how to lose. I think they win by two scores, and I agree with everything the wonderfully talented and smart Matt Trogdon just said. Oh, okay. So we're all going. Aren't you sweet? We're all going W for the Who's. So starting up three and oh, y'all. The gentlemen have the Who's at two and one. Lady Optimism has them at <laughs> three and zero. And the crowds are going wild in Scott Stadium after a three and oh start. Yeah, they are. People are talking bowl game. We're talking coastal division crown. We're three and oh, right? <laughs> and then the Who's go to Boise to play. I'm going to go out on the limb and say their toughest game of the out-of-conference schedule yes. is Boise State. Boise State went 10-3 and last year, uh, which was actually sort of like a down year for Boise State um, because they lost to some teams that they shouldn't have, um, Wyoming, Air Force, uh, and then they got like completely blown out by Baylor in their board, bowl game. But, uh, you know, they're a damn good team. They've got a damn good quarterback, uh, the Rippian kid. Is that how you say that, Rippian? I'm not a uh, Redskins It's Rippin. Rippin? Okay, Rippin. thank you. That's why we bring Redskins fans on the podcast from time oh, to God, time. Oh, God, don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But anyway, he's great. UVA fans know all about that. Uh, after that last time we played them on a Friday night. Anybody uh, feeling upset, Caroline? No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, calling the first loss. Going to be on the Smurf turf on a Friday night at Boise State. I just think that they're they're too much. I just don't. I think it's going to be bad. Close loss. Oh, bad loss. No, I think it's going to be bad, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to be like 52 to 3, but I think it's going to be two to three scores. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I wonder what the spread will be. Probably about 24, but we'll see. Maybe, you know, unless the Who's look good in their first few games. But Well, they will be 3 and out, so maybe they'll get a lot. <laughs> in Caroline land, at least, they are 3 and out. <laughs> but going to get uh, a bit of reality check. Matt, what, what say you? In honor of this one, I just broke out my uh, Portuguese liqueur that I brought from my trip because I'm going to need it in order to think about the last time we played Boise State. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm with Caroline. There's, I, I don't really see much of a way that Virginia pulls this one out. Um, I think, I don't think Virginia's going to go embarrass themselves. Um, I mean, if, if you go back to that Oregon game last year, um, you know, coming off of you know, wetting the bed against Richmond, you know, they actually went out in Oregon, played competitively for a half, I thought. Um, I don't think they'll go out and embarrass themselves at Boise State. Boise State should be better than Oregon was last year. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think Bronco will have his guys ready um, to go out there and compete. I I think that um, it's just a little bit too tall of a task to ask them to win. Um, So, yeah, yeah, I have Virginia two and two at that point. It's just hard to see them, Cheers. even if things go right, keeping up uh, with that offense. Uh, I think we'll have a, a pretty stout defense this year, a, a, a decent, potentially to be very good uh, defense. But, um, you know, on, on both sides of the ball, they're going to be at a disadvantage and playing in Idaho, which I assume is a disadvantage for anyone. Um, it's really pretty. I'm sure it is, but it's, you know, far away. It's on a Friday night, home crowd. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they won't be amped to play UVA. Maybe the crowd <laughs> won't be there. But I bet those fans show up regardless. So, uh, yeah, I'll go with a loss. So we've got two and two, two and two, and three and one. All relatively, I would say, you know, we're, we're, we're saying, okay, it, we're, no one's unhappy with either of those. Uh, if, if the team's two and two, no one's going to be, like, calling for the coach's head unless we fail to – call a timeout and that's why we lose one of them but uh or juggle quarterbacks every play anyway let's go (laughs) with the first acc game which is duke another home game so potentially after a butt kicking on the road or maybe you know close loss they come back to play duke their one acc victory last year and now they're playing in scott stadium duke i think we can all agree has a very strong coaching staff Mm-hmm. Uh, Cutcliffe, what he's done with that program is is pretty remarkable. Um, they also have a quarterback returning, which is unusual for most of the ACC teams. Um, they've got Jones coming back, uh, Daniel Jones. And so they could be a better team than they were last year for sure um, when they lost UVA. They made a ton of mistakes in that game yeah, they did. Um, last year against UVA, and that's why they lost. I think a Cutcliffe-type team, you know, it, it's hard to predict that they're going to make 
a bunch of mistakes again. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be another toss-up game for the Who's. Caroline, how do you see it working out? Um, I think that they're going to be very similar to last year. I think Daniel Jones is obviously the biggest returning piece for them at quarterback. Obviously, we might be a little bit, um, or maybe just me, biased in the sense like, oh, that guy, five picks. Like, But he, he's a solid quarterback, and he's got receivers that he's comfortable with. So I think if Virginia is able to shut down the passing game, uh, or at least limit it. I think that is a huge key to the game. Defensively, Duke is not that strong. Um, so this could end up being a game where it's relatively high scoring, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say all this stuff now, and that's going to be like 10-7. Um, however, I I think it's a win. I think all right. they're at home. It is. I would definitely put that in the toss-up category. Um, the, the it, Here's the thing. The schedule is relatively front. It's front loaded with the easier games up front. So I don't think it's absurd to think that Virginia can beat Duke. I think Duke's going to be similar to they were last year. I think Virginia should be slightly better, if not significantly better than they are than they were last year. And by saying significantly better, I don't mean challenging for the coastal. I mean competent. So yeah. Um, All right. You- I think that it's something they can win. So I'm going four and one. Four and one. Four and one. The Virginia Cavaliers. Possible. Take each game. They're going to be four and one. (laughs) Why they play the games, Pierce? Why they play the games? Hey, I understand your rationale for all of it. And and I totally think they can win the toss-up games against Indiana and Duke. But, man, I just don't anticipate sitting there and seeing four and one (laughs) as their overall record. But as you laid out, there's the the way to get there is not that unreasonable uh, to see happening. Matt, what do you say about the Duke Blue Devils? Uh, I think Virginia pulls this one out. Um, I agree with Darns on that. I, you know, we all remember the game last year, and, and I think it's easy to write the game off last year as a bit fluky, given that Jones threw, was it five or six picks? Um, five. It was a bunch. It's five picks, and then he went on to have a great season uh, the rest of the way, but you know, another way to look at it is Virginia forced him to throw five or six picks. And so uh, Bronco Mendenhall and his scheme seem to be doing something right. Um, sure. I, you know, Virginia's actually beaten Duke twice in a row now. That's, uh, that's I think that's their um, their highest ACC football current <laughs> winning streak. Yeah, I think too. that's safe to, um, safe to say. So they certainly won't be afraid of them. Um, Duke's defense is... is you know, doesn't appear to be that strong this year, and they're going to have questions surrounding Daniel Jones. Um, so I, the Blue Devils won't scare anybody coming into yeah. Scott Stadium. Um, and I think Virginia gets that one. Uh, it's also, I think, if Brian Leung was here, um, he would want us to mention that it is bicentennial weekend for uh, UVA. It's the school's uh, the big party, the big 200th anniversary. And so... You know, fans, fancy dinner get, on the lawn. Get your tickets and hotel rooms, and and come to the game and cheer on the Who's. And uh, right. I think the Who's get this one, so that gets them three and two in my uh, in my season so far. All right. I'm gonna say this is the most important game on the schedule for the Who's. Uh, they've got bigger named opponents. Obviously, Virginia Tech is always a, a important game. Uh, this Duke game is a clear-cut barometer for can I see 
this coaching staff working out. I mean, as, as, as simple as that, if they come in and can hold serve uh, uh, at home against a team that they know they can beat and it gets them to three and two or even potentially four and one, I mean, that's so amazingly better than sitting at two and three and losing that first ACC game. I think that's just such, such a huge gap between a win and loss and how the perception of that program uh, will be after that game. Now, obviously, they could drop like UConn and William Mary. You know, maybe those seasons lost, or maybe they go on the road and beat Boise, and we're four zero, and everything is crazy awesome, and that's okay if you slip up against Duke. But uh, I think realistically, this is going to be the most important game uh, for this staff and for this team to look at uh, having a successful season this year. Regardless of where you put success, uh, stay tuned for an upcoming. <laughs> article about that so i'll say they're gonna win i'm gonna have a little tidbit of optimism and and have them at three and two as well so three and two three and two and we're still four and one and caroline's fantasy football it's one game that you've agreed is awesome (laughs) all right then they go on the road to north carolina the land of the ugliest shade of blue in all the world uh, UNC, you know, pretty much has a uh, a standard set uh, of winning like eight games or so. You know, Larry Fedora. Most of the UNC fans I know really don't like Larry Fedora, which is sort of surprising to me because I think he's made uh, the bar higher for what's you know normal uh, for their football program. But I think they see him as someone who recruits well, has a decent scheme, but doesn't do like game management stuff well at all. And I haven't watched enough Carolina, Carolina football, uh, to really judge that on my own, but they yes. probably just don't like him cause he wears medium polos. Maybe like so, or the visors or, or who knows, <laughs> the new beard. I sure as hell would take the football success that uh, he's first medium to that program for sure. Yeah, I would wonder what Carolina football fans are exactly expecting. Yeah, uh, given the given the history of their program. Yeah, uh, the only you know the the only uh, what do you call it, successful coaches they've had over the last thirty years have been Mac Brown, who left mm-hmm. the school because he was tired of playing second fiddle to. Uh, to the basketball program and Butch Davis, who's, you know, maybe one of the dirtiest coaches in college football history. So, <laughs> I mean, Larry Fedora seems to do it all the right way. And uh, so I, I don't know what, if I was a Carolina fan, I don't know what my problem would be. Well, but uh, We can ask uh, Leung if he ever comes around what it's like to be a Yeah, if Brian Leung fan. were on this podcast, he would certainly have a difficult time um, – <laughs> splitting his allegiance <laughs> on this game. But he would also want to remind everyone about the bicentennial celebration for <laughs> Charlottesville. Uh, so maybe they'll send out emails about it. Um, God, all right. So uh, in Chapel Hill, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, Chapel Hill replacing a quarterback, which is certainly a big theme for um, our opponents in the ACC this year. The Bears <laughs> traded up to draft Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> they traded up over a team that wasn't going to draft him, just giving them picks unnecessarily. The Bears are dumpster fire. Uh, but Carolina should still be pretty decent, right? I don't know. You know, I, I think they'll take a little bit of a step back uh, without Trubisky and without some of those weapons that he had around him. But they still have, like, a speedy white 
wide receiver like they always do, right? I mean, I'm sure he'll go. <laughs> I'm assuming for like, stepping up in that role. Yeah, for we're going, That's the analysis we're going with. Carolina yeah. probably has a speedy white wide receiver. I'm sure they do. I know they do. I've, okay. Prol or whatever. Um, and they always do. They have. It's like having a, a fullback at Virginia Tech who scores his only touchdown of the year against us. It's like a guarantee uh, that's, that's going to happen. But uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that Carolina is beatable. I don't think they're going to challenge for the Coastal title or anything like that, but this road test is probably going to be a little too tough. There's a lot of talent on that roster still. And, uh, you know, UVA might play well, but I'm going to pick a loss. Um, That'll have them at three and three. Caroline. Yes. Say you. So – um, yes, they have to replace a quarterback. Um, I think it'll be a sign to see how they lost a lot of pieces, especially on offense. They probably they should have a very good defense. Um, I just think that this is going to be one on the road that's going to be close, but Carolina's going to win. So Ooh. my guy is going four and two. It's really it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. But all right, and Trogdon, what are you picking? Um, I am unfortunately going to pick the Tar Heels as well. Um, I'm actually hoping to go down there for this game. I've never been to uh, the stadium down in Chapel Hill for a football game. Um, I think this, I had this in my ball watch column, which you can find on streakingthelawn.com. I had this game in my third tier of potential upsets. Um, But I, you know, Larry Fedora just, has had UVA's number over the years. I think he's and those you know, ice He's won. Well, yeah, really he's won. Everyone's had Virginia's number over the last. Few he's years. won five in a row, and then he won two against UVA when he was at Southern Miss. So oh, I mean, you know, it just it's it's a really unfortunate turn of events in the history of the rivalry. Mm. Um, I think Virginia will go down there and play well, and I think something something will happen. Some type of game changing play will happen in midway through the second half and, and the wheels will fall off. And I think Carolina wins uh, maybe by seven, right. 10 points. All right. So we're both at three and three and Carolina's at four and two going into the Boston college game, BC playing, playing the who's for the first time in a while and probably the easiest ACC game on the schedule, at least at this point, preseason got them at home. BC went to a bowl last year. I know they only won a couple ACC games, um, but that's what you get when you schedule, uh, schedule. like an intelligent uh, athletic director or whoever's in charge of making a schedule. Pierce is just flame spraying people today. Well, I, so, I stand by it. Uh, if, if, Brian Lee, if Brian Leung were here, he would be he would be very uneasy with the turn that this conversation has taken. <laughs> Whoever's in charge of scheduling uh, did not do Virginia any favors recently, and I don't want to hear the justifications of, well, if you're going to be good, you got to play good teams. No, you have to be good first, and then you play good teams, and you're out of conference. And we all saw why and rant. Okay, Boston College did not schedule good teams last year out of conference. So they got to play in a bowl. So they got extra practice and they got more experience for their guys. And they probably got like Xboxes and things. No, they didn't. They didn't play the bowl games. Whatever. They got Olive Garden gift cards and, and all that good stuff. But they only won two ACC games. Everybody thinks they're going to be really bad this year. 
every UVA fan is calling a win for this. I think that's a little optimistic to assume it's going to be a win, but certainly it's on paper the easiest ACC game for the Hoos. Are you confident that they're going to pull it out, Mr. Trogdon? Yeah, I have Virginia winning this game. Um, BC, like you said, they they went 2-6 and six in conference last year. Um, they're out of conference schedule, just so we're clear. Um, they beat Wagner, Buffalo, UMass, and Connecticut. Now, we all know Virginia lost against Connecticut, so that's true. But that is – that's probably the softest out-of-conference schedule uh, you're ever going to find. Um, I mean, I haven't checked any of NC State's schedules. That's recently, what I was going to say. <laughs> well, let's but see NC State it's, play. Um, yeah, it's pretty soft. Um, I think they – I saw a tweet today that they haven't settled on a quarterback yet uh, for the season, so they're potentially going with a two-quarterback system. Uh, we all know how well that works. I would imagine, however, by the time – they come to Charlottesville, they have the, they'll have the quarterback thing uh, mm. figured out. Um, but this is a game, you know, I, I just don't see anything with Boston College that makes me think that Virginia is not going to beat them. Um, they're actually actually ranked lower than UVA in Bill's Con- Bill Connolly's rankings. Um, I believe that the lowest rated ACC team. Mm. Um, so I like Virginia to win this one. I think, is that homecoming? Um, or, or is the next one homecoming? I think that's it the homecoming game. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's yeah. the homecoming homecomings game. If Brian <laughs> if Brian Young was here, he'd be a big stickler about yes, that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like Virginia to win this one to go to four and three. All right, Caroline. Um, they're gonna pick up a big fifth win here, put themselves Ooh. in <laughs> striking range of that bowl game. Um, primarily, I think they'll win because uh, I will be in Charlottesville but cannot go. So. Interesting. Um, that'll be the best. I'm just kidding. Um, Where will you be? Uh, my best friend Joey from college is getting married uh, in Scottsdale. You getting married on a football weekend? <laughs> what a jerk! Weird. Joey from Nobody college is a jerk. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, so I think um, not only does uh, BC have quarterback questions, but they also have offensive line questions and playmaker questions, and really questions that don't involve linebackers. I think is pretty much. Well, D DN Landry, right? Yeah, they do. Now they He's do. Awesome. I'm being sarcastic a little bit about yeah. the defense. Their defense has some really, really, really strong players, um, yeah. but their offense is a big, big question mark at this point. I think um, it's going to be a little stressful through the first three quarters, but I think we win by two scores. So Sounds five and dose. That is insanity, but very, very plausible. Uh, Jim Reed's their defensive coordinator. Old Jim Reed. I like Jim Reed. Good I thought guy. he was totally fine as a coach. Good guy, Jim Reed. Um, I saw him speak at a VAF event. I guess it was Mike London's first year. I thought he did, he gave a great speech. Um, I always liked him. I thought he was a bad. I thought we made a mistake firing him uh, in the great assistant coach massacre of two, of 2012. Um, that John Oliver um, <laughs> foisted upon the program. But, um, yeah, he would not have been one of my choices to, to let go. Uh, incidentally, I talked to Jim Reed once at, uh, at a UVA <laughs> basketball game. Tell it, me they, more. They, uh, it was back when they were doing spring practices at, you know, various cities around the Commonwealth, and they had scheduled one 
in Alexandria, like a mile from my house. And I saw him at a game and told him how great I thought that idea was and how excited I was that they were coming to Alexandria. And he just looked at me like I was just some crazy stalker that he wanted, <laughs> was hoping would leave him alone. So, well, you um, are. Yeah, well, there's that true. But, um, yeah, Jim Reed. All right, Jim Reed. We like Jim Reed. We hope that we beat his football team. So I've got, I've got them winning that game too. I think there's reason for all the optimism. I just don't think it's going to be you know something to immediately peg as a victory. But I've got them at four and three as well. Four and three is pretty pretty good compared to where we've been recently. <laughs> Sorry, uh, double the wins from last year. Yeah, I know. And that's why I would think they would be on their way to a successful season. <laughs> um, but let's talk about the Pittsburgh game. Caroline, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about Pitt? Well, Pitt is another one of those teams that is – Replacing a quarterback. So not only a quarterback, but they um, James Conner graduated and is now playing with the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is very exciting um, for me because I'm a Steelers fan. Um, but they're another one that's going to have a question that the question mark um, in that position, as well as running back. However, they do have that was like the worst thing ever. Sorry, Kadri um, <laughs> uh, Henderson. Um, he is phenomenal. He's a lot of fun to watch He's play. Awesome. He was on the team when Pitt played Navy in the Military Bowl two years ago. Uh, I got to see that person. I obviously saw him play in Charlottesville in person last year, but I think the bowl game, he really put, like, he was just fantastic. Um, so, I don't know. I think this is going to be a tough one. I think they play well at Pitt, but I do think this is a loss. So, mm-hmm. you have to wait another week for that so, so close bowl eligibility but they're going to go five and five and three at this point, five and three. All right. Five and three. Matt, what say you? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Brian and I were laughing about something. I mean, if Wait, Brian was on the Brian? podcast, yeah, if he was <laughs> on the podcast, we'd be laughing about something. All right. Um, Pitt uh, lost their offensive coordinator, which is a big deal. Uh, their offense was mainly, it was the main reason they beat Virginia last season. Yeah, um, so. <laughs> defensively, defensively, they should still be relatively strong. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I mean, Virginia has a chance in this game, just like they had a chance last year. I mm. just don't see them quite yet being there uh, good enough to go up the pit to get the win. Yeah, it all comes down to is that offense going to – uh, take a significant step back with that turnover, which is entirely possible. But uh, I think Narduzzi is a great coach. Um, I think they have them consistently playing well, and they didn't play very well at Scott Stadium last year, which is why UVA had a chance to win. Uh, I, I just don't see them playing that poorly against us again. Um, so, yeah, if they have quarterback issues, yeah, UVA – Maybe they look good and we don't have any quarterback issues. Knock on wood. Um, they could win, but I wouldn't pencil it in preseason, which is what we're doing right now. So I'll, I'll put up <laughs> a loss for the Who's. A loss, but a toss up game. I don't, you know, not a sure thing type of loss. So that puts me at what and what? Four, four and four. four. That's so pretty good. We're both four and four. Five and three. Five and three. 
so. with Georgia Tech coming to town. Home stretch of the schedule, four games remaining. This is where UVA fans look at our five and three season and go, oh man, just one more to bowl eligibility. <laughs> yeah. Well, all we got to do is win a game in November, which hasn't happened in 30 years. I don't know. Um, I like your impression of all UVA fans. Yeah, that's, I think that's, that is, I like that's that. spot on. It's not that all UVA fans sound the like UVA that. Fan it's voice. that if, if you mix them all together, that is what it sounds like. If you compile every single voice and you that's that i've the done cacophony. Right. yeah um anyway georgia tech is probably the most winnable game of the four final games and it's at home and they're replacing a quarterback oh my god yeah. Where have we heard that before yeah that kid uh thomas uh threw for a lot and ran for a lot in that gimmicky bullshit offense that they run uh, that's right i've got hot takes about uh the triple option as well um and how their linemen cheat every play um <laughs> paul johnson has turned that program into a interesting uh successful program i mean obviously they've done well in the coastal a handful of times they've also had some really bad seasons so i you know i think when you run that option it's really going to be limited by the personnel um and sometimes they have it and sometimes they don't and what we don't know this year is if they have it or not after losing that quarterback as well uh, some other players on offense so certainly a winnable game Caroline, where do you see the Yellow Jackets uh, coming into town? Well, Pierce, funny you should ask. Um, no, so I was looking at the game flow from last season. Virginia lost 31-17, which on paper looks like, oh, you know, just another whatever. Um, but if you remember correctly, it was 24-17, to 17, Virginia driving. Um, I don't remember how much time was left. Oh, about four minutes left in the game. Uh, through a 24-yard interception return oh. um, to make it 31-17. So Virginia was in the game for you know, plenty of time on the clock right there. And this is one of those games where – and there were several over the course of the season where I think I know I personally and I'm sure a lot of other Virginia fans got frustrated with is the – when you're 2-10 and 10 and you just get beaten by everybody, that's one thing. Mm. If you're 2-10 and 10 and you're right there in a lot of the games, like Wake Forest was that way. UConn, like Matt already talked about earlier, like did so much stuff to just like hand that to them on a platter. Um, that's where I got a lot more frustrated and angry with what was happening. So I think, stick with me, um, Broncos teams have had a pretty good history of dealing with the triple option. They mm. do, as you mentioned, lose their quarterback. They should have still a pretty good offensive line if you throw in their cheating as you throw out there. <laughs> um, and that's obviously going to be an issue. But I think that this is going to be a win and Virginia is going to get eligibility early and uh, it's going to be awesome. And we're all going to be super excited and have a party so. party. We will. <laughs> so what remind me, what, the, what is the date of that game? November 4th. So you're saying that on November 4th, the Virginia <laughs> Cavaliers are going to be bowl eligible for the first time in six years in 42 years yep holy could you imagine no (laughs) i can't actually wow (laughs) um 
I think that's really good uh, analysis from Caroline. Um, <laughs> I of of the teams that I kind of had in my third tier of potential upsets, I think Georgia Tech is the most ripe um, for an upset um, for all of the reasons that Caroline laid out. Uh, this was a game, you know, that Virginia uh, was very competitive in last season without having a kicker that could make a field goal. And having and without having Kurt Benkert as the starting quarterback, um, I like I love Matt Johns. I think Kurt Benkert is a uh, more talented quarterback and, and uh, gives Virginia a better chance to win. Um, I what do I I have us at four wins? Um, so I'm yeah. I'm ultimately ending up with us at four and eight. Um, so I think Virginia is going to lose this one. Um, I think it's going to be a heartbreak. Heartbreak city for the Cavaliers. Um, I'm just not sure that we're there yet. Um, and to have the depth at this late in the season to pull this one out. Um, but I think if Virginia is going to have an upset, this is going to be the one. All right. I, uh, I'm i going to go with a win. Woo! I okay, just don't great. think Georgia Tech's going to be okay, really good. <laughs> Sounds good. So hopefully we'll win. That's fine. Too. Uh, that's all I got. I did just open a fortune cookie, and it says an expert is someone that knows so much about so little. Um, actually, if you guys, deep. another thing that might support your argument is that the week before they come to Charlottesville, I just pulled it up. They go to Clemson, and so there, that will be the Virginia game will be a letdown game for them against uh, after playing Clemson. So yes. that just gives you guys another good reason for your pro victory arguments. Um, <laughs> All right. I, I will just go with my history of heartbreak. So you've got them at four is, wins. This is going to um, be another one of those. All right. I've got them at five wins. And Caroline's got them bowl eligible. Oh, eligible. And all the EVA fans are going, gee golly, we won a game in November and are bowl eligible. Um, <laughs> I don't you know. Gee golly. That's saying gee golly now? I say gee golly. Uh, when I'm censoring myself on podcasts. Um, at Louisville, November 11th. Louisville is not replacing a quarterback. I've heard their guy's pretty good. Me, Lamar Jackson. It's bad news, fam. The, bad news. The Heisman Trophy last year. Uh, this is no bueno. He can throw the ball pretty good, and he can run pretty good, and he scores a lot of points. Although they really swooned late in the year last year at Louisville. Um, particularly, their offense wasn't doing well. And uh, they they lost uh, towards the end of the season their mojo. He still won that Heisman, but it, I would say it was a disappointing, uh, for sure, uh, end of the year, losing to Houston and things like that. So, you know, maybe in November he doesn't play as well, and maybe we'll take advantage of that. I fully expect Virginia to lose by a lot just because um, they're not going to be able to keep up with that offense. However, they play Louisville pretty well. Right, Caroline? Yes, is accurate. Um, since joining the conference and becoming our perma-rival, um, the games have all been competitive. Uh, Virginia won the first one, which was an upside. I think they were ranked at the time. It was a real – uh, freak play. Um, I think it was a muffed punt by Louisville. If I yep. correctly. Um, so clearly they were trying, there's some wakey leaks going on from our side, leaking some plays oh. over to them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, and then the next year, 
at Louisville. I don't really remember. Who knows? Um, then obviously last this past season, um, if Brian Lee Young were on the podcast, I'd um, let you know that he, um, we watched the game together, so I'm pretty sure he's bad luck. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a loss, but I think it is they don't get shown up badly. Like, I think they play well. Um, it might even be one where we're competitive late, um, but end up losing. All so. right. Doesn't matter, bowl eligible. Still six, bowl eligible. Six and four at this point. In the land of Caroline's dreams. Yes. <laughs> I've got them still at five wins. Mr. Trogdon, I'm assuming you've got them still at four wins after this trip to Louisville. Yeah, I think this is one where Louisville uh, is motivated to come out to prove that last year's near loss was a fluke. And uh, I think they win this one pretty comfortably. All right. The final road game for the Hoos is at Miami. Miami, the team that Virginia often beats. Um, <laughs> no, Mike London often beats. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Miami made a, a great hire with Mark Rick, who wasn't appreciated uh, at Georgia uh, for everything he did for the Georgia football program, which is something that I think the Georgia football program is going to regret. But what do I know? Uh, and uh, Miami is, guess what? replacing a quarterback so they've got that going for them which is nice um i don't know the, the miami is probably favored by most people to be uh the the coastal champion uh most preseason prognosticators i would say are picking miami to win the division um based on talent alone the defense should be absolutely filthy in a good way uh, and uh, if they can find enough talent at the quarterback position to be steady. I think it's a fair assessment to pencil them in. Uh, can they get up to the beating FSU level for the first time in a while? I don't know, but they should be pretty darn good. I don't think the who's are going to be able to contend on the road, despite their history of upsetting better Miami teams. Um, I, I'm going with an L Caroline. I'm also going to go with an L um Miami Miami back um no I'm just kidding. well kind of I don't know I think Miami's biggest strength this season is that they play in the coastal mm-hmm. uh I think mostly because I don't want to say Virginia Tech will win it that Miami will win the coastal mm-hmm. um I think this is just going to be one of those games that they get down there uh, Miami just or last week named their quarterback. I think they're going with a freshman. If that's my mind serves me correctly, possibly not. Um, but they have a really, really good defensive. Their front seven are going to be insane. Um, so I think I think Kurt Benkert's going to have a long day down there. Um, even with some of the improvements on the offensive line, I just think that they're going to get a little bit manhandled. Um, it's going to be a lot of scrambling, um, a lot of reliance on the running game. And I just don't know. I don't think it's going to, don't think, don't, don't have a lot of high hopes for this one, Pierce. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go with the loss. Still bowl eligible. <laughs> All six right. And six and five. Matt, what do you see happening? Uh, this game comes at an interesting spot in Miami's schedule. They have uh, Virginia Tech and Notre Dame both at home uh, the two weeks before this one. So they could either come into this game 
uh, hot or they could come into this game wounded. Um, either way, I think it's a tough it's a tough one for Virginia. Um, I think Virginia will hang around for a while, but I think Miami wins. Um, you know, by by more than more than the score. Sounds about right. So you've still got them at four wins. I got them at four and seven at that point. I've still got them at five, and Caroline still has them below eligible. Still eligible. Going Man. into the final game. Heady times. <laughs> the rivalry game that Boo, hasn't been much of a rivalry recently. <laughs> the, the Commonwealth Cup. Against the Hokies of Vatek. Vatek. Vatek Hokies. Legitimately say Vatek. It's just so stupid. So, so funny. Though. I know why they hate it so much. Or those like <laughs> three Hokies on Twitter hate it so much. Um, it is really annoying. Uh, Virginia Tech should be pretty decent this year. They're also replacing a quarterback. But oh my god! I'm pretty excited about that redshirt freshman um, that they've they've named the starter Josh Jackson. Uh, down there and they could absolutely challenge for the coastal still um, I think everybody in Blacksburg would say Fuente has been a successful hire uh, you know keeping Bud Foster had a lot to do with that probably but the defense went up in terms of stats um, so it improved with with keeping Foster there I think the schedule fits the Hokies uh, really well they they probably should get past the Mountaineers uh, in their opener. I don't think West Virginia is going to be quite as good as they have been recently this year. And then they've got Delaware, ECU, and ODU. So right there, they're either 4-0 and or 3-1 and pretty much uh, handedly. Um, they've got Clemson, but they've got Boston College. They've got their coastal division, um, probably tougher opponents outside of Miami are at home in Duke, UNC, and Pittsburgh. So even if they lose the head-to-head game against Miami, I still think the Hokies could actually win the Coastal based on overall um, performance in the division and in the conference. But a lot depends on that quarterback. You know, we know what to expect. Strong defense, uh, a couple good wide receivers. Uh, a running game actually hasn't really been there recently, like maybe the historic Virginia Tech games have, but they do have um, that guy returning McMillan or whatever his name is. I don't care. Anyway, uh, <laughs> if, if their quarterback is playing all right, they should be pretty decent. And Fuente has a track record of making quarterbacks play all right. So, Matt, what do you see from the Hokies? Um, yeah, Virginia Tech lost the quarterback, lost, uh, you know, couple playmakers on offense they do have a few pieces to replace um i i unfortunately don't think the who's are going to get this one done i think it will be closer than last year god knows i think <laughs> as long as we have what we play one, one quarterback and one quarterback only um <laughs> we should we should keep it closer than we did last year um but i don't think virginia is quite there yet as far as uh talent level or uh, maturity level or depth level uh, to compete and uh, w- with a really strong chance to beat Virginia Tech. Um, I think this one will be uh, close until the third quarter, and then I think Virginia Tech will pull away. All right, so you've got them finishing four and eight. I got them at four and eight. I've said all along that I expect them to double their win total uh, from last season, and so. Uh, I'm sticking with that four and eight. Um, yeah. Would you and, call and, that a successful season? 
Gosh, Pierce, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I would not call that a successful season. I think right. that they, I think Virginia needs to do something to get um, fans re-energized, and I don't see four and eight doing that. Um, I think that they can do that either by going to a bowl game or by beating Virginia Tech, um, and so doing neither of those um, w- would be would be a, another rough year. Um, in Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Caroline, the bowl eligible who's do they finally get the Virginia Tech monkey off of their back? Yes. This is it. Really? Yes. All right. Here's why. Okay. Wow. Go One, on. I don't ever <laughs> want to not predict it and have it happen. So there you go. I'd be um, fine with you not predicting it and having it happen. That's true. That's actually a pretty good result. That's <laughs> Everyone wins. Yeah. Um, here's why. I think that so much has become a head game surrounding this game. Um, and part of that is the stress of, you know, what is considered a good season or successful or why can't they go to a bowl game? Why can't they do this? Why can't they do that? Um, by getting their bowl eligibility early, I think that that makes this game really kind of a bonus. Not a bonus and all senses, but in the sense that like my worst case scenario for the season is they come in with five wins to this game. Cause I just can't emotionally deal. It's going to be a Friday night game in Charlottesville, which doesn't necessarily mean a lot because it's 99% um, hokey fans most of the time anyway. But uh, I don't know. I just think this is it. They have a young quarterback. They do return that wide receiver who is pretty, pretty good. Phillips um but I think that they have enough question marks in certain places that why the hell not let's go seven <laughs> and five okay um I am not going to predict a win uh because that is the easiest thing to do <laughs> I won't believe they will be Virginia Tech until I see it has to happen eventually, right? That. You know, I think it'll happen in our lifetimes. Uh, I think it'll happen before football is made illegal in this country. <laughs> um, I don't see it happening this season, though. And I just don't think Broncos got enough uh, to work with. It is at home. They've won bigger games against better opponents, but. Uh, I don't see it working out for Virginia quite so fast this year. So I've got them at uh, five wins overall. So Caroline, if you just for fun, yeah, because we like fun. Um, <laughs> if Virginia makes it is seven and five, mm-hmm. it looks like and you so seven five that means you would have them at four and four in the ACC. That means you're probably looking at the pinstripe bowl against a Big Ten team in the Bronx. <laughs> On a baseball field? No, On a baseball going, field? On a military bowl, Matt. Or the military bowl in Annapolis against. You're going to have a big DC UVA crowd excited okay. about, about against an AAC team, which is right in their skill level, I think. <laughs> Uh, I think it's all coming up, coming all right. up, coming up aces. 
Here's the thing. One, I reserve the right to completely nullify this based on any injuries that come up over the course of the season. Sure. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this is pre- no, this, is, this is preseason <laughs> predictions. Exactly. Um, okay. No, and here's my defense. I've already, you know, there's a poll running as we're doing this, and I know that people think I'm a clown and uh, an optimist. Or... Oh, no one <laughs> thinks you're a clown? <laughs> Danny said that if we had put 12 plus wins as an option, he would have voted for that. So I guess that's um, an indicator. No, hey, kidding. Danny cursed a guy out at his house <laughs> the other day. That's true. Okay. But my, in my defense, I will say, I know this sounds unbelievably optimistic, and I, I – when I look at each game individually, which is how I'm doing it, like I said last year, I thought that they were in a lot of games that if you fix a couple things here or there, that schedule looks, you know, mm-hmm. it's, they were, um, whatever happened with that field goal, which again, we're not blaming the kicker. We talked about this before um, at UConn from a win. And then you're talking the Richmond game should have been a win. And then you're talking an interception at Wake Forest. That should have been a win. I don't know that you can say the Richmond game should have been a win yeah, when they true. lost 37 to 20 and scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Yeah, we did. But that's just me. <laughs> However, I'm saying the idea of Richmond maybe should have been one. But yeah, when I look at it individually. <laughs> yeah, I mean. The, <laughs> I can say like I the idea of me dating is... Amelia Clark also sounds like it's something that should happen. <laughs> But no. right, that doesn't. That doesn't. As long as she's not your aunt, then you're already <laughs> ahead of the power. You, know. <laughs> you went there, okay? You went there. Spoiler alert, everyone. That <laughs> um, is in Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> well, you just associate with someone. I'm just kidding. Could have been the me before you. You don't know that. I don't even you, know what that means. Yeah, I know. Movie she was in, whatever. Um, go on, go on. You were on a roll. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. Like, I know it. Seven and five sounds absurd after two and ten, but um, I think if I look mm-hmm. at each game individually, mm-hmm. um, that's you yeah, get to the absurd. Well, and I think you, every single one's a home game too. You may, you bring up a good point of last season. My, my favorite stat from last season that I talk about with everybody I talk to is that Kurt Benkert threw half of his interceptions last year in the fourth quarter of games that Virginia was winning, oh, right? Gosh. Virginia had fourth quarter leads in five of their 12 games last year. Kurt Benkert threw, intercep- threw like six fourth quarter interceptions in those five games. So you say that, you know, they just need to fix a few things. Well, if Kurt Benkert just stops throwing fourth quarter interceptions, you know, then that's the thing that needs to get fixed. So I do think you're I'm right. For it. They were a lot closer to having a much better record last season than people probably give them credit for. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What Trog said. We will that's see right. If the absurd. So, you know, Amelia Clark. <laughs> right around the corner. The absurdity becomes reality in either of these ways. <laughs> Virginia All right, Matt, seven if you games. had to choose, no, I'm just kidding. You better choose Amelia over one football season. I was going to say, like, if you had to choose between the two absurdities. Oh, no, guys. I've been a newbie football fan for a long time. <laughs> has he seen ice cream? <laughs> Matt Trump right. has been living the life during this podcast. This has gone off the rails. So um, I'm going to. Go ahead and just say, uh, you know, five and seven in my predictions, I'd be happy with that because um, I think it would show that they're headed in the right direction and it means winning uh, more than double their games last year. It means beating some teams that are pretty good. 
uh, or at least pretty not awful and making us not awful. And that's all I really want to see in this year is a team that looks like it can compete in football games uh, at a reasonable level. In a game that resembles football. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at times they did it last year, but it would be nice to see that consistently, consistently happen. And I would have more faith in the coaches after 5-7 and seven than I do right now because the last game we watched them play in was still the quarterback uh, carousel Virginia Tech game. So I need something else to happen after that. Did you not like how that game went? <laughs> <laughs> I only bring it up at every feasible opportunity. I'm really fun to talk to at parties. Um, nice to meet you. Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and close up there. We will, uh, we'll be back after the opener to talk about the win, the big win against the tribe. Um, Otherwise, it's just going to be an hour of the three of us crying. Oh, yeah. If they lose, <laughs> we're literally coming back to just talk about traffic patterns and <laughs> ice cream and Game of Thrones. Theories. People reclining their seats. Hey, tomorrow hey. night, um, Darns and Brian Leung, if we can find him, are uh, going to happy hour. So we'll be doing more of this, more of this discussing. Yeah. And, uh, well, we'll, we'll be sure to put that on the blog. We'll toast guys, one to you, Pierce. You guys, uh, let maybe we'll do a Facebook know. Live. Maybe we can do a Facebook <laughs> Live. Caroline's really into that. I am. Oh yeah, um, I will be doing Facebook Live during the game, um, halftime, um, and probably post game. All right. Look for that on the Facebook. <laughs> um, so, and Monday motivation is coming back next week. So I know everyone's been dying for that. So mark your calendars. Okay. I promise I'm actually ending the podcast now for everybody. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back soon. Go Hoos. five-hour energy it works fast it works long it tastes good and with zero sugar and four calories there's nothing holding you back fits your pocket fits your backpack fits your on-the-go life whether you're going to work going on vacation or just going out with friends five-hour energy energy on the go for more information visit fivehourenergy.com wherever you go however you go for energy on the go It's got to be five-hour energy. It works fast. It works long. It tastes good. And with zero sugar and four calories, there's nothing holding you back. Fits your pocket. Fits your backpack. Fits your on-the-go life, whether you're going to work, going on vacation, or just going out with friends. Five-hour energy. Energy on the go. For more information, visit fivehourenergy.com.